first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT. And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. So this one's going to be a little different. This isn't exactly a hold your horses kind of episode here but I wanted to kind of mix it up a little bit this is sort of like a hold your horses it's not exactly a thing that's shouting out like a bunch of other stuff but it is kind of a directed argument towards a bunch of people right we had a bunch of questions about this Colts team coming into the season right and there were a lot of people that continued to have doubts I had doubts I know Cody's had some doubts, and I know a lot of you have also had your doubts, and a lot of you are still doubting right now. So I wanted to say, you know what, let me kind of go back here. Let me kind of think about what are some of the questions we've been saying, right, about this team and whether that was at the beginning of the season, whether it was up until a few weeks ago, what is it before the season, you know, stuff like that. I wanted to kind of think, what are some questions that the Colts have had put on them and have they actually delivered, right? Have they answered the call? Well, I'm going to break down a couple of those because a bunch of you have been going crazy this season. Cody and I have tried to stay mellow when it comes to certain things like this. You know, we've had our times where we've had some doubts, but we've certainly never called anyone on this list a bust. So for all of you haters out there that are saying that we have at any point called Philip Rivers a bust or called Jonathan Taylor a bust or is people like that a bust? I don't know where you're getting that from. So please just stop that. I wish Cody could get that tweet up on the screen right here. And that showed this guy saying that we, we, or hating and calling Jonathan Taylor a bust or something. I've never heard that in my life. Never said that. But anyway, the first question we kind of had as Colts fans was, is Phillip Rivers really going to be the guy we need at quarterback, right? Because people were saying it's all about Jacoby Brissett, right? Why would you go with Phillip Rivers? Is he really worth the money that we're giving him over Jacoby Brissett, right? And We kind of were saying that a lot of people were still trying to defend that argument halfway through the season. Halfway through the season when we're 5-2, and the same record that we had when Jacoby Brissett went down halfway through the season, everyone was kind of comparing numbers. Well, I'll I'll compare the numbers to you now. I'll compare them now. We'll we'll just see what we're looking at here, okay? So, obviously, record-wise... The Colts are better right now than what they were when Jacoby Brissett went down for a game and then played for the future, we're seeing a difference, okay? So, Phillip Rivers on the year, 68.1 completion percentage. In 2019, Jacoby Brissett was at 60.9%, almost pretty much 8% better than what uh, Jacoby Brissett was. And at this point now, 
Phillip Rivers is at 3,500 yards passing, 3,507 to be exact. He's going to be right on par with some of his middle years in San Diego when the Chargers were still there. So 3,500 yards. Guys, Jacoby Brissett had 2,942 in 2019. 2,942. Phillip Rivers has 600 more passing yards on the year than Jacoby Brissett did in 2019. And he still has three games to do it. Three games. We're thinking he's probably going to hit 4,000. It's most likely he's going to hit 4,000. So already you can see the difference there. Phillip Rivers with 20 touchdowns on the year to nine interceptions. Okay. 20 touchdowns. So, I mean, basically he's three touchdowns away from his season total last year. And, you know, he's still got three games left to play plus maybe the playoffs. And that's right on par with like his first year when the Chargers moved to Los Angeles. And nine of those interceptions, again, a lot of those interceptions were not on him. A bunch of them were pretty bad. I would honestly say that he probably doesn't deserve at least two of those, at least. And right now, guys, he's on pace to have the lowest amount of interceptions that if he doesn't throw an interception the rest of the year, which obviously we don't think will happen, but right now, it's the lowest amount of interceptions he's thrown since 2009. That was when he finished the year with 28 touchdowns and 9 interceptions. He's got 20 touchdowns and 9 interceptions right now. So, with the way Phillip Rivers is playing right now, again, it just doesn't compare. And then we look at QBRs and, and quarterback ratings. Jacoby Brissett's rating was an 88 and had a QBR of a 54.1. And then we look at Rivers' QBR and rating over this year, 97.4 quarterback rating, which is actually pretty good. It's not the most elite, but it's amongst the top 10. There's no question about it. And an overall QBR of 64.6. So not insanely great QBR, but it's still better than what Jacoby Brissett's was by a long shot. And we're looking at this offense specifically. Whatever you want to say about Jacoby Brissett's injury or whether or not it was really the, the cause of the offense being bad, Phillip Rivers has transcended this offense. It has given the Colts the opportunity to expand the field, throw to different guys, and be able to make this offense harder to game plan on. That's why Phillip Rivers has been worth the investment that we're seeing right now. He's actually outperforming the expectations of what we all originally had. We just had to wait about eight weeks until we started seeing, or, or actually it was more like six weeks. Let me get that straight. After six weeks, because remember, in week six is when we faced the Bengals, right? And then we lost to the Browns in week five. And then we go on to face the Cincinnati Bengals, he had a phenomenal game over 300 yards passing, has the bye week, again, looks good against Detroit, and then going into the next stretch of games, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But so far, Phillip Rivers has answered the question of, is he the quarterback that can lead this team to at least a better overall performance than what they had in years past? So far, he has done that. And a lot of you, again, are continuing to say, we saw a guy on our comments just a minute ago spewing the same BS from the beginning of the season, before the season even started. He's saying, I thought y'all remembered what we were supposed to be 
who are supposed to hate this guy because he's a charger. He's done so much bad to Indianapolis in the past. He's got a noodle arm. He's not good and blah, 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 blah. It, it was ridiculous. It was a fan who was spewing hate because of something that Philip Rivers once was. This is Philip Rivers now and what he's doing right now. He is a top 10 quarterback playing the level that he is right now. Top 10 quarterback. You can look at the numbers. Look at the numbers over the last six weeks. I promise you, he has looked exactly like a top 10 quarterback. He's not been super flashy, but he has been very, very efficient. And that's what this offense has become. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about what the Colts get production from their offense, mainly their rookies, right? And we all can admit that we thought Jonathan Taylor might do a little more this year. I think that might have been basically just on us. That was our fault. That was our fault. I think we put too much of an expectation on him right away. You know, as a rookie running back, a lot of times you're, the speed of the game catches up to you and it takes a while to get used to that. And with Jonathan Taylor having to step into the offensive role right off the bat, that didn't help very much when it came to that. But Jonathan Taylor has answered the call, ladies and gentlemen. I saw, I saw a bunch of you, saw a bunch of you saying that Trent Richardson 2.0, that ring a bell? I've heard it a couple times. I've seen it a couple times in our comments section. Like, are you serious? Have you not been seeing what this man's just been doing? That's ridiculous. Y'all be crazy, man. Look at this. John, and I'll get to Michael Pittman in a second. Actually, I'll just start with Pittman and then we'll deal with Jonathan Taylor in a second. Pittman obviously went down for a whole month, right? Had that leg syndrome. Didn't get involved too much in the first couple weeks. They tried to, just wasn't getting too involved because he's still learning. And he even said after coming back from his injury, I felt more confident in myself afterwards. I was able to game plan. I was able to understand the offense, be able to learn and do things better. And then Michael Pittman started showing you his strength. He's able to, he makes a couple great plays every game. He obviously got his first touchdown against Green Bay. He is starting to look like, if it wasn't for T.Y. doing what he's doing right now, you would say Michael Pittman's the number one, but he's solidifying himself as the number two wide receiver at this moment in time because of the, the ability that he gives you, plus his ability to block. It's absolutely phenomenal what this kid can do. But let's talk about Jonathan Taylor here. In, in four games this year, Jonathan Taylor has ran for over 90 yards in, in a game. Ran for 101 in week two against Minnesota. Ran for 90 yards against Green Bay week 11. And I, I would think that... If it wasn't for all the holding calls on that game, Taylor would have had maybe 150 again. It probably would have. And then he had to miss week 12 for obvious reasons. Ran 91 yards against Houston the week prior. And then against the Raiders, blew the rocks off of these guys. 20 rushes for 150 yards and two touchdowns. Not to mention the abilities he's shown in the passing game too. Multiple, multiple games where he's had multiple completions in weeks in week one had six receptions for 67 yards six he had four in weeks uh six against Cincinnati for 55 yards 
Four for 24 against Green Bay. Three for 44 and a touchdown against Houston. Had a couple this last week. Wasn't very much. But a bunch of games where Taylor has just been used so well. Jonathan Taylor has transcended his game. He has finally gotten comfortable. Now halfway through the season, he's gotten comfortable. And he understands how to run behind the offensive line now. This guy is awesome. I can't wait to continue to see him grow because I think we're just seeing the beginning. We, we saw that game against the Raiders. I think we're just seeing the beginning. Now, these numbers will change when he faces defenses that have better rush defense. I get that. I totally get that. But let's, let's, not, let's not worry about that right now. Let's enjoy the fact that Jonathan Taylor has been doing what he's been doing. Now, the next part, we all questioned it. We're looking at, we're looking at after the New York Jets game, right? We're looking after the New York Jets game and we were questioning this Colts defense. A lot of you again continued to say, is this, you asked yourselves, is this defense legit? Can they actually do this against offenses that have good offenses? And I, I tried to tell y'all, I said hold your horses before, and Cody and I have tried to tell you, this defense is legit. This defense has enough to do what it needs to do. I mean, in, against Cleveland, I know they gave up 32 points, but, well, they actually only gave up about 26 points if you take away the pick six that they had. But held Cleveland to nothing in the second half, only gave up, what was it, three points or six points to Cincinnati in the second half and shut out Detroit in the second half for the most part. And Baltimore, we had some issues in the second half. Yes, no question. But Tennessee slowed them down really well in the second half. Green Bay was the same thing. This defense has been phenomenal in the second half, right? Second half of, the, of games. And again, I'm going to go into some of the numbers here. I'm going to go into some of the numbers. So, yards per game. I'm going to break down all these uh I'm going to break down all these numbers for you because I want you guys to just see the magnitude of what this Colts defense has been able to do, right? So, in total defense, the Colts are number 6 in the NFL in total defense when it comes to yardage, okay? Points per game, the Colts are 12th. Which is kind of crazy to think about because, you know, 23 points per game that they're giving up. It's a, that was quite all, that's quite weird. I thought, you know, they would be a little better than that, but still above average when it comes to points per game. Rush yards per game, the Colts are fifth in the NFL in stopping the run and yards per game. Fifth. Rushing attempts, uh, yeah, rushing attempts per game, the Colts are 12th. In the NFL with rushing attempts per game. Rushing yards per game. They are per attempt. Rushing yards per attempt. Colts are third. And in th in rush yards per attempt allowed. At 3.8 yards a carry. 3.8. Only behind the Buccaneers and the Saints. Kind of ironic that the Steelers are not in the top 10 when it comes to that. They're giving up 4.2. Rushing touchdowns. This is what's, this is what's crazy to me that the Colts are actually 22nd in giving up rushing touchdowns this season. Now, I think a couple of these are late game situations where the Colts are ahead. 
I think you could probably say that about three or four of these touchdowns were in late game situations where the Colts already had it won. Let's just say, because I know that the Vikings scored one late in, in a game. I know that just this last week, the Raiders did that. And let's just say we knock off two of them right there. The Colts are actually eight or actually 18th. And if we knocked off another one, which I think we can, they would be right in the middle of the pack. So it is crazy to think that they're that way in rushing touchdowns. Now let's get into some passing yards here. Even though we know the Colts are top five in rushing defense, no question about that. The Colts are 13th in the NFL in passing yards per game. The Colts are actually, what was it here? I want to, I got to find that. Yeah, so the Colts are 11th in the NFL in passing completion percentage at 64.2%. Passing attempts per game, the Colts are uh, fourth, which is kind of uh, crazy to think about. I mean, teams try to try to run the ball on us quite often, which is weird to think about. But also, the defense is getting off the field a lot more, so they're not seeing as many passing attempts per game as some others because the offense is starting to take hold and they're getting off the field quicker. Passing yards per attempt. Uh, Colts are 20th there. The Colts are actually fourth in passing touchdowns allowed, which is actually really good. They're fourth in the entire NFL at that. Takeaways. The Colts have the third most takeaways in all of the NFL with 22. Only two teams are ahead of them. That is the Steelers and the Dolphins, who both have 25. Now, you may remember the Colts said... 40 takeaways is our is our uh, game plan there, right? Well, it doesn't look like any team is going to reach that mark this year, but nonetheless, it's still really good to see the Colts in the top five in takeaways. That's really huge. Turnover differential, the Colts are third in turnover differential. Only They're actually tied for second with the Dolphins at a plus 10. The Steelers are the only team better than those two, and they're at a plus 11. So both of these teams are really good at doing that. And time of possession, the Colts are eighth at time of possession with 29 minutes and 16 seconds. So this defense has lived up to the expectation of what we said. They faced defenses that have been, they faced offenses that are really good, right? They faced the Cleveland Browns. Early in the first half, the Cleveland Browns were torching it, but then the Colts defense really shined even in the, despite the absence of Darius Leonard, the defense in the second half against the Bengals showed up the lions game. They showed up the whole game, the Titans game, the first time around, they showed up green Bay second half only gave up three points. You're going to win a lot of games if you're doing that. And in the Titans game, yes, they gave up a lot of points. That was without a bunch of the starters. And then gave up 20 points to the Texans, 27 to the Raiders. So we have faced teams now that have high-powered offenses, and we've seen this defense be able to perform and create turnovers. So this defense answered the question of, are they legit? They have made that argument, and they have definitely made it so. Now, the other question that we had is, can the Colts keep up with this schedule? Right? We kind of said how the Colts started 5-2. and two. The Colts started 5-2 and two, uh, in this season. We said, oh, well, they're right at where they were last year. And then we started seeing 
you know, a stretch of games where it was really tough. We faced Cleveland. That was a good one. But outside of that, you know, Vikings, Jets, Bears, Bengals, Lions, all but one of those teams actually has a winning record. So, you know, we don't, we didn't face a ton of great teams early in the season. And then people question, are the Colts going to be able to continue to do that against teams coming up that are really better, that are just better overall? Well, obviously against the Ravens, we got beat there. Ravens were the better team that day. They just made some adjustments and we couldn't keep up, which unfortunately stunk. But, you know, we started 0-1 there. Then we knocked the rocks off Tennessee on Thursday night football, 1-1. Then go and beat Green Bay in an overtime special, 2-1. We lose to Tennessee, yeah, 2-2. And then the Colts win two straight against the hot. Texans at that time people were saying oh the Texans are winning three out of their last four their offense looking pretty good they're able to put up some points only put up 20 against the Colts and then this Raiders team who a lot of people said the 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 offense for the Raiders they they're very good it depends on the kind of team that they have that day but in the stretch of games from the Ravens to the Raiders we see as of now the Colts have gone four of two uh, four and two I mean That's exactly what we said we wanted the Colts to be able to do, to handle business against the tougher scheduled teams. Now, you got three teams here. You got the Texans that we hope we can beat again, and then the Steelers who have dropped two straight, and then we got Jacksonville again. I mean, these are three very winnable games, and they probably will need to win them because the playoffs are very, very close. And if we don't win the division then that wild card's very tricky if we don't win out. I'm just saying. So, ultimately here, guys, the Colts have answered every question that we have asked of them this year. We They said that every single time we have questioned their ability, the Colts have risen up. And now look at them. There's there, People are making the argument, there's not many teams in the NFL right now that want to face the Indianapolis Colts. Because Phillip Rivers is looking as comfortable as ever in the pocket. The run game is finally figuring it out. The offensive line is looking better and better. And it looks like it's getting healthier. And what wide receiver T.Y. Hilton and this group are becoming more effective. And then this defense is still maintaining an easy top 10 level. So this whole team in general has stepped up. And I'm tired of people throwing shade. Tired of people throwing the stupid comments out there about Phillip Rivers, about this defense, about this team. I I, I don't, I'm tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. The Colts have answered every question that they've gotten and have done it tenfold. So that's going to do it for this one, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Let me know what you guys think about every question that has been asked about Indianapolis. And do you think they've actually lived up to the expectation of those questions they had? Thank you guys so much.